Hey girl, welcome to Kinsco World, the online playground for boss babe entrepreneurs like you. Here in this realm, we're all about bringing your dream business to life. Let's get to it. Hello, beautiful humans. Um, welcome to episode four. I have had kind of a crazy day. I So I'm going to Ireland in February and I don't have a passport, and so I'm fine. I have, like, two full months, over two full months, but I get really bad travel anxiety. Like, I, even just, like, a trip to Vegas or something, I only live a few hours away from Vegas, so it doesn't feel like that big of a deal. Maybe to other people, that doesn't seem like a casual trip, but any sort of trip that I'm making, for some reason, I have this, like, thought that I need, like, a hundred thousand dollars in the bank and all of this stuff ready and in reality it's not as hard to travel as I make it and I love to travel so I don't know why I get this way but on top of everything that I've been launching and am launching I've had this stress of like oh my gosh I need to go get my passport done and so I finally got that done today so that's good except the only issue is my middle name is spelled wrong on my driver's license and it always has been I just haven't like dealt with getting it changed so, please pray for me. <laughs> I have to, like, go into the DMV and change it, and hopefully that won't mess it up. But I was just talking with one of my branding BFFs about this, but, like, we're in 2018, and we have to submit passports, like, literal files of them. Why can't we do that online? Second of all, why can't we just submit business licenses online? Like, I mean, you can. When I did mine, I did. I did it through LegalZoom. It's, like, way more expensive to do it that way. But I hate filling out paperwork so, so much. And the process of, like, going and delivering it and all of this stuff. But I was like, it's worth it. So, anyways, that's my rant. (laughs) I don't know what that has to do with anything. Just got back from doing that. Realized I needed to record a podcast episode. Um... Which is kind of crazy. It, like, feels like there was all this excitement over just launching it. And then all of a sudden I was just like, crap, like, I have to have another episode ready to go. So that's a thing. (laughs) But I'm here and I'm really excited what I'm going to talk to you guys, talk about to you guys today. It felt like a lot of words for a simple thing to say. Um, So today I'm going to talk to you guys about niche, which I always... Up until like three years ago, I thought it was called niche, which I've been told it is niche in England or something. Someone told me that. Maybe that's not true. Um, And I had planned, I mean, I've always wanted to start a blog or a podcast or whatever. And so I had planned to do an episode like a long time ago, five years ago. (laughs) That's how long I've like wanted to do stuff like this. But I was going to call it niche as a bitch. But niche... Oh, I forgot I'm not swearing. (sighs) I'm going to have to freaking blur that out. Or maybe you guys just don't get mad at me. I So I... This is something that I've decided with my new brand that I've had a really big feeling I need to do. I am one that is like, be your authentic self. Swear if you feel like it like adds emphasis. Obviously not like every single other word because you don't want to like make your brand seem not credible. And if I feel like if you're saying the F word every other word, it's almost like, is this person like a real business? But I've had the feeling that like there's so many people in the world who maybe get offended by swearing who need to hear what I have to say. <laughs> and I don't want to like 
turn them away by swearing all the time. So that's a feeling I've had with my business. Something that you need to realize is you can hire coaches, you can hire consultants, you can take courses, you can learn all of these things, but your most like valuable asset is your intuition. And when you feel those things and you have those feelings like, oh, actually, I think I need to go this way, you have to trust that. You have to learn to trust that and learn to like understand what it is, if that makes sense. But I didn't because I didn't start a podcast because I was too afraid of what people thought, I guess. I don't know why it took me so long to start. I didn't have time. I didn't make time. I didn't make it a priority. And on top of it, I didn't know how to pronounce niche. <laughs> so I guess I could say niche is a biche. A biche on frousse. Is that how you say it? Is that the name of the dog? Okay. Anyways, down to the nitty gritty of niche. So maybe you've had the thought, I need to niche down or I need to find my niche or whatever. And I'm going to start just from the beginning. What is a niche? So a niche, I actually should look up the exact definition for it. Hold on. I'm going to look it up as I'm talking to you. Um, So a niche, how I would describe it is it's just an area of the market that you're focusing super crystal clear on instead of having this, because if you're everything to everyone, you're actually nothing to anyone. You... If you're trying to please this person and this person and this person and this person and this person, you are actually pleasing no one because you'll just have kind of a lukewarm brand. Um, Okay, so niche. Donating, denoting or relating to products, services, or interests that appeal to a small, specialized section of the population. So I'm trying to like process that definition in an easy way. Small, specialized section of the population. That's, like, really hard to understand. Maybe that's why everybody gets, like, freaked out by the word niche. Basically, what it means is it just means cornering your section of the market that is directly the people here talking to. So, actually, as I've gone throughout my business, I've learned that niche matters less than your target audience or target client, target customer, whatever that is. Uh, But what's really cool about niche is niche isn't something we have to strategically figure out and go, okay, what area of the market should I go into this? What should I do this? Your niche is as simple as you stepping into your power. I mean, there's 7 billion people in the world. I don't even know. Is that true? Is there 8 billion people now? I don't know how many people there are in the world. That's not my job to know. But there's billions of people in the world. You're one of all of those billions. So you already have this like insane small population of you that's going to create this niche automatically if you're just stepping into exactly who you are because you're unique. Everything about you is unique. No one else has the power that you have to bring to your brand. So that's what I feel like with niche. Sometimes we overthink it and we're like, oh, like, should I do this? Should I do this? Is this part of what I talk about? Is this like you're you? Just step into that power and be you. Show up. Talk about what you love. Sell what you love. I think that's a big difference too is when people, when I start making people show up and be so present in their businesses and their brands and speak from like who they are, people start to get freaked out. And I think part of the reason, part of the reason is it's scary. It's way more vulnerable to show up in a large way and not hide behind your business. So first ask yourself, are you hiding behind your business? 
Are you putting things out, but you're not coming out as a human yourself and putting yourself out there to be, I mean, the scary part is that you are putting yourself out there to maybe be judged by your customers or followers or whatever, but you're also putting yourself out there to make connections and to make a difference and to make yourself known as the person that these people are buying from. Because essentially, remember, they're buying from you because you're you. When it comes down to it, every single person is buying or hiring because it's you. And that's what you need to remember. And that's what you need to take comfort in. Like that's the most comforting thing in the world because no one else can be you. Somebody can come in and try to literally copy your niche. They can try to do exactly what you're doing, sell exactly the same things as you, maybe do the exact same services, try to rip off your services, whatever it is, but they can't be you. That's what's really cool about it. And after you've kind of started showing up and you're in this place where you're like yeah like my customers I know them I love them they know me they love me it almost is a sense of comfort like yeah I get it like they want to buy from me and you can step back and not worry as much about the quote-unquote competition or whatever else you want to call it but I'm not going to say niche isn't important because it is (laughs) that's my little rant about niche shouldn't feel hard But I'm going to tell you a story about how I found my niche in the market and how that kind of propelled me. I started with that. So your journey can be however. I mean, my journey, I started by niching down and then I loved my brand and loved what I was doing. So it was more comfortable for me to step into my power because then I, I felt confident in what I was doing. Oh, and I forgot the point I was trying to make with that before. So people get uncomfortable because it's scary and you're vulnerable. The second reason I think people get uncomfortable is because they're not proud of what they're selling. A lot of times people will come to me and they're like, oh, we want this really cool brand and blah, 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 blah. But then I talk to them and I'm like, you don't even like what you're selling. Like I can build you the most beautiful brand, but if you don't like the products you're promoting, if you're an influencer, if you don't like the products you're selling, if you feel like they're overpriced or they're cheap or whatever, if you have that feeling, everyone's going to have that feeling. And sometimes it's as simple as saying, is stepping into the energy of no people want this stuff. They really want this stuff. Sometimes it's just making that decision and moving forward. Sometimes it's saying, no, like, actually, I really don't like the type of clothes we sell. I'm going to restart from scratch, start selling stuff that really aligns with who I am instead of selling what I feel like I'm supposed to sell. So that's that. Make sure you're proud of what you're selling, whether that is switching into a different energy or whether that is getting new stuff, (laughs) selling new stuff, you know? Um, And that obviously is like a dangerous game to just scrap everything you've worked. I would suggest first readjusting your energy and at least selling through inventory or keep making money and selling the services even if you're not super passionate about them and start working on new stuff, start transitioning. Uh, But to tell you a little bit, a little story about how I found my niche. So when I first started out, And I'll probably do a podcast episode all about how I started out and all of that stuff. But when I first started out, I had no niche. So I had been a designer, uh, like in-house designer, and I was a creative director of sorts at my last position. And I had been doing those types of things for eight years when I quit my corporate job. And I had no niche at the time. Basically, my niche was like anybody who will pay me to do (laughs) what I want to do. And that's horrible. Like... Having that as a niche is saying you don't believe you have to have your market be so wide open 
that you don't believe in the product you're selling. Come at it with this confidence of, no, I know there's so many people who want to hire me that I get to choose exactly who hires me. I get to make the choice that I only want to work with these types of people because this is what makes me excited. This is my passion. So when I first started, I had none of that. And clients were coming from random places and not like, it just didn't feel intentional. And uh, this was within the first couple months of me doing it. Um, and then I had a night, I was kind of seeing this boy, not officially. We were like on and off and had been on and off for probably two years. And he was kind of like my last hope. That's horrible because I'm only, I, at the time I was only 24 and it wasn't really my last hope, but it was something in the back of my mind that I was always like, I could see myself like eventually marrying him or like having a serious relationship with him. Obviously, that was a bad idea because I never wanted to commit to him in the first place. But anyways, I liked him. Like, I really did. And we had started to get serious. He had, like, met my sister. There were things that were stepping, and I was really liking him. So what does this have to do with niching down? You'll find out. So we were driving home after he'd met my sister. It was an amazing night. It was so fun, blah, blah, blah. And then we started talking about, like, really deep religious stuff. Um, And we had never really talked that much about that kind of stuff before it was like a really light carefree thing so we were talking about stuff and he said some stuff not it wasn't rude stuff well it was kind of I mean obviously but he wasn't trying to be rude um and that's what was scary but he said some like really sexist things that were against everything I believed in almost to the point that it made I mean we were the same religion um but it made me question my religion, the things that he was was saying they were so sexist. So I, I mean, I've always been like a very strong feminist, always, always. And so I dropped him off. I went home and cried, cried, cried. And then I drove home the next day. I was planning on going home to visit my family. And I like cried, cried, cried the whole day. Not because, I mean, I think I was really sad because I was, it was just like a click of like, this is not working. This is never going to work. If he believes this way, this is never going to work. So that was sad. Second of all, I was crying. So I was like, I don't know what I believe. I don't know. Like he's saying this stuff. Is that how everybody believes? Blah, blah, blah. That was the second one. Third reason, the reason I was crying the most is I was like, what's going on? The fact that somebody could think this in 2018, um, just these types of sexist things. I mean, it was really just, it was just some comments he said about like women and being mothers. And, and I think that's the most beautiful, like, I am sure when I have kids, I will appreciate motherhood in a whole new way. But the way he was talking about it and describing it was so, so demeaning. And so that was the main reason I was sad is I was like, is everybody like this? Like, I felt so helpless. I felt like there was nothing I could do. I, it was just a whole mess. And when I feel things, I like really feel them, (laughs) especially stuff like that. I like my emotions take over. So after a day of crying, I woke up the next day and I was just like, F this. Like, I have a platform. I'm just starting to build my business. I can build it as I want to build it. Like, I can choose who I work with. I can choose to help empower women and start telling our story from ourselves instead of 
thinking about these guys and worrying about why men aren't respecting us, like, let's start by respecting ourselves. And let me start by helping other women respect themselves, respect what they have, respect that they have more to bring to life than being a mom or a daughter or a sister. Like, they bring themselves to life. Like, they are enough just by being them. So I had that, like, big eureka moment. And from that point forward, I was like, okay, I'm focusing on women. I'm only working with women businesses. I want to work with businesses that are passion-run, that the people who are starting them are so passionate about these causes and these things that they're bringing to their business to use their platform for good. And honestly, from the point that I said that, up until that point, I had only worked with men. I'm not joking you. Like, any of my freelance clients were men, except for maybe one or two. And I probably had... 30 freelance clients like over the past eight years I had only worked with men once I said that once I created my brand and I had come out and I was like no like I'm only working with women I have had maybe two men reach out to me and I wasn't vocal about it in the beginning like when I first started the first three months I didn't say to anyone I'm only working with women or I didn't even really talk about it as much it just goes to show that once you put it out there and say this is what I'm doing the universe listens and it's like hell yes here you go like here's these women clients with badass brands like you're welcome so that is the really cool part about it is once that happened it was like a gradual steps up and up to me finally being like you know what like I'm showing up 100% as I am in my brand and it felt good because I was proud of what I was doing what I was selling who I was selling to so that's a little bit about niche Now, I want to talk about, I feel like this has maybe been really long, but maybe not. Um, I want to end by talking about the most important thing, which isn't niche, actually. It's your target client or customer. Um, And this is something that we're going to talk about a lot. We talk about it a lot in my branding school, and we're going to talk about it a lot in my new Rich Creative Crash Course. And what I mean by your target customer is you have to know exactly who you're selling to or exactly who the person is that you're trying to get to hire you and you have to speak exactly to them as if they were just sitting in front of you and you were telling them why to buy your stuff or why to sign up for your course or why to hire you. You have to speak to them as if they're one person. You have to know exactly what they need. And yeah, of course, there's going to be, sometimes I'll tell tips about something completely random and I'll get a new client to sign up with me who's like, I saw what you said about this and I know that doesn't apply to my business, but I just really think you know what you're talking about. It's like, no, she is. I do. (laughs) I was sore and I caught myself. That was good. I'm getting good at this. (laughs) Um, But it's like, yeah, I do know what I'm talking about. So it's almost like people, when they hear you knowing about other subjects, even if it doesn't directly apply to them, they're like, she knows a ton about this. I know she can help me with this aspect of things. So what's really important is getting down, realizing who you're talking to and what you can help them with. So stop right now and think, okay, what is my business? Who am I selling to? What is her age? What does she do for a living? Just picture, create this girl in your mind of who's this person you're talking to and how do you help her? And the minute you start talking to that person, that person is going to come. I mean, just try it. Like, if you don't believe me, all of these things that I talk about in manifestation stuff and money mindset, like, if you don't believe me, try it and see what happens because... I promise the second you start talking to that girl, you start selling as if you're just talking to one person and you focus on that one person. 
everybody is going to feel like you're talking to them. So many people with my podcast messaged me and said, I feel like you were talking exactly to me with these episodes. And I'm like, that, like I'm doing my job right, you know? Of course I'm not, I can't think of every single person when I'm telling this stuff, but I just think of what I needed to hear or what my clients needed to hear when they were first starting their businesses or as even as they're trying to grow their businesses, what they needed to hear. And that's who I talk to. And then in return, everybody feels like you're talking directly to them. So start, have that mindset. Realize I'm talking directly to this one person and watch how that one person, even if you have nobody like that yet, don't worry. If you have nobody like that yet that's following you or your customer or whatever, they will come. And what I also think is really cool is a lot of times people will have like, I mean, four or 500 or even like a couple thousand followers and they're like, people aren't buying my stuff. You have... 500 people following you, maybe you have been talking to the wrong person. There's probably people in that 500 who need to hear exactly what you're saying, but you haven't shown up for them yet. So show up for those people. They're either following you and not engaging or not like making that connection with you yet because you haven't shown up or they're going to come to you when you start showing up. There really is so, so much power to the energy you're putting into things. So every single day when you wake up, have that energy of, I am so excited to go and show up for my dream customer or client who is waiting for me on the internet. Like we have so many limitless possibilities. Wake up every morning with that mindset of like, today is limitless. Like I can, I can reach however many people I want just by showing up and being myself. And that's that's all you need to do to niche is show up and be yourself and realize who you're talking to. I hope that all made sense. It's kind of a lot. This is, I mean, one of the main, main things that will make your business successful. And it's one of the main parts of branding. So if you feel overwhelmed, that's okay. It definitely takes time to figure out exactly where you want to go and who you want to talk to. But just start out by at least talking to someone. Instead of talking to the vast unknown and the second you start talking to someone and picturing someone in your mind, that's the second it becomes also really easier to show up because it feels less like blah. It doesn't feel like you're just talking at yourself. It feels like you're talking to that person. Okay, guys, thanks for listening. If you liked this episode, leave a review. Um, so make sure to subscribe if you aren't already subscribed. If you have any ideas for future podcast episodes, send me a DM. Um, this really is, I mean, I talk about talking to a specific person, but like this niche episode, I decided to do it because one person messaged me. So your message of a suggestion for a topic, I will definitely, definitely take into consideration, especially in the beginning as we're still growing. Like I love to have those ideas. Okay. Thanks for listening. Bye.